I was told when I started learning singing and I opted to do classical voice instead of voice for leisure at that time, not knowing the difference, um, that there were three roles for women, uh, the witches' roles, the bitches' roles and the britches' roles. Um, so that is to say uh, the evil characters, um, the whiny characters or the pants' roles. So I had wanted to cobble together my own opera that challenged the roles of women in opera. My name is Clemmie Williams and I am the director of Chamber Pot Opera. And I suppose one of three creators of the project um, and the originator. My name is Thomas DeAngelis. I was brought on board to be a producer. I was also the dramaturg for the show. Clemmy asked me to coffee and glebe <laughs> and said, I've got this idea for a show and I've always wanted to do it. Wanting to cobble together an opera that challenged um, women's roles. And... I was thinking about what the setting for this should be and um, yeah, kind of famously autonomous space for women is the women's bathroom. What The sort of idea was, wouldn't it be great if we could do it in the QVB? My partner said, QVB bathrooms are very nice. To, dragged me up there and they were really nice. Basically, I called the QVB and I got in contact with their general manager and the general manager. Like, it was such an easy process. Like I reckon it took all of two days. They were back to us within a week and were like, we are very keen for this to happen, provided it doesn't impact on the stuff that's going on at that time of year. So we had a very limited window in which to produce the show. So that gave us a week and we and we occupied the bathroom for that week. Only at night though. My name's Kieran. My role was the music director. Um, so I accompanied on um, piano in the performances and I took all of the music rehearsals as well. We had three characters that we kind of had to build up from scratch really quite quickly. I mean, it was a very short piece and the idea was that these three characters are meeting each other for the first time and um, they're also the audience is meeting them for the first time. Uh, the other thing is we wanted to choose things deliberately that were known and were popular. Um, because the idea was to, to kind of turn the genre on its head a little bit. We wanted to get those pieces that were really representative of the genre in the popular imagination. So things like the Habanera from Carmen, um, that, that was one of those pieces that we went, yes, it's so, so um, typical of, of opera, so well, let's use that. <laughs> three women and so I wanted there to be three storylines. Um, the storylines are based on those preconceived ideas. For example, the britches role, the pants role, the male role is played by a woman and so and more often than not that role is highly sexualized. So it was very important to me that we showed a woman being sexual um, and it being okay. That particular story arc is of uh, a woman that's just gone on a friend date but then it's gotten a bit weird and then it wasn't a friend date and then like she went in for the kiss and then she wasn't sure and now she's trying to 
see if she can get any further by texting this person and she's trying to apologise, but she's had too many drinks. Um, I have a request that you may disagree with, Kieran. I would like Brit's phone to ring a couple of times. Here's the first one. first date feelings. She was getting text messages through one of her aria from the person that she'd been on a date with. So the music would be romping along and suddenly would come to a pause and then five text messages would come in or a phone call would come in. Um, and that's, that was quite funny because you, you know, normally mobile phones are banned from the opera. <laughs> You're not allowed to have them going off but here they were going off in the middle of a, of a piece. fascinating things about opera is that you have those human characters there mostly sometimes they're gods <laughs> but you, you know it deals with with um, human situations and you know we do face those situations every day um, and that's why it's a genre that's um, I, st I do think is accessible if it's done well. Nothing about opera means that it has to be this highbrow serious thing that is um, only for the very privileged. Our objective at the outset was always to make it accessible because we were expecting an audience that wasn't completely across the subtleties of opera and, and, and the ins and outs of opera. And I think it was important that in the rehearsal room that was reflected. And I, and I mean, that's a really convoluted way of saying that if you want people to have fun at your show, you need to be. You need to have fun making it and doing it. You see, the town with money's kind of like a mule with a spinning wheel. Damn if he knows how he got it, and damn if he knows how to use it. Where you came from? You got that nice, man. All right, all right, all right. He's better chance to threaten death. Not your life, my new friend. What a bold-off brain dead slob. You'll be given cushy jobs. Um, I, essentially any particular joke that you can make about the opera was kind of a starting point for staging. Like, oh, do they sing from the cubicles? Yes, they do. Do they draw on the mirror? Yes, they do. Do they, you know, throw toilet paper around? Yes, they do. Um, because I wanted to... Um, I wanted to... 
I guess I wanted to play to the expectations of the audience, but then delight them beyond that. My, my absolute favourite moment was when they performed the flower duet. There's a very, very famous duet for two females, and it's typically a very beautiful moment on the stage, and things kind of come to a standstill. In our production, the two characters were forming kind of, uh, they were decorating the bathroom with long strands of toilet paper and they made this lovely kind of hanging decoration with toilet paper as they were singing the aria, um, which was a lot of fun. It was, it was very, very funny to watch, but um, it ended up being quite beautiful as well. And then there was a small bubble machine that came on, which it drove me a bit nuts because the bubbles kept going all over the keyboard and suddenly the keys become very um, slippery. <laughs> uh, but that was, I think that was hands down my favorite moment because it was just this wonderful, very, very famous piece um, very beautiful piece turned on its head, but still in its own way, very beautiful. It was a wonderful challenge and, and um, one I haven't experienced with my work this year, uh, which was we sold out and we sold out quickly because uh, there were very few seats in the bathroom. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, so I think, I think kind of hitting on something so beautiful and not being able to share it with more people was quite a challenge. But, of course, it wouldn't be what it is without the intimacy. Um, that's one of the most special things about it is you don't usually get to see opera up close. Um, so more often than not, an opera singer has to play to an audience, whereas in this situation they could just be. Uh, and I think that was a recurring note and therefore another challenge for me was saying to the performers, you know, you don't, you don't have to act this moment, just be present in it because we can see you, we can see your every movement, we're with you. Um, you don't have to show us, just relax into it. The show was performed at the QVB, but the story was set in that QVB bathroom. Those women that came in to the bathroom during the show, in the story, were had, had come from work or work drinks or a function in the city, and they had retreated into a very private space. There may very well be toilets in there, but there's a couch as well. Crucially, there's a couch, and there's big mirrors, and there's and it's clean, and it's for it's it's respite. It's about it being a place where one goes to be alone and safe, or together and safe, as it, as it were. Uh, one of my favourite parts was, I think, the first time we were in the QVB bathroom for a rehearsal, and there we did Barcarolle. So when you hear two voices together in that incredible acoustic environment, your heart just kind of melts. Um, so yeah, that's that's the, sh the short answer. I don't think there's a long answer. <laughs> yeah, it's just good to work with good people, kind people, talented people, intelligent people. I'm thankful for that.